0: so hi nice. yay hey. how
1: you doing i'm all right yeah a bit sleepy but I'm, I'm good yeah nice to see you again and you how, how have you been
0: uh i can't remember it's, it's, all been good. it's all been good it's all been good i've had a really really good week um so where are we we're just a we're less than a week away from Christmas now, oh um, and so it's just tidying up loose ends so that I can. And this is the so this is the first time in twenty five years that I haven't had a venue. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? So yeah. it's probably my first proper Christmas like the way normal people do it, mm-hmm. um, without the without being engaged in the hospitality industry. Because I think even when I was a student, I used to work. You know, New Year's Eve and mm-hmm. Christmas Eve stuff so so yeah so my husband's a carpenter and he takes as the building trade does two weeks off nice Um, and obviously my daughter's still at school so and the rest of the kids are still you know it's cool so they have two weeks off so I thought I'd join them Mm -hmm. have two weeks off I don't know what I'm gonna do myself I don't think I'm gonna manage it but we'll see
1: I'm sure they'll find ways to keep you busy (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you're right actually they will won't they anyway what about you um yeah good tired because, you know, hospitality at Christmas. Um, so for anyone who was following the will he won't he with Scott Mills coming to Dog Santa, he
0: mm-hmm. did.
1: He and Sam both came with the with cute little pooch who didn't throw up, which was very <laughs> nice. Did, did Oh, no, I don't want to know. I don't know. No, no know it's that. fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs>
0: just, just, never happened <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah so typical hospitality christmas busy 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 was it
1: yeah so saturday and sunday i had dog center on and it was madness it was no matter what you did there was no way of keeping on top of it all it was so some days we have it's a really i find it really strange at, at bitsies that some days we have like where it's just steady all day and then other days you have where you have a rush of 10 people, because it's so small, you get 10 people coming and you feel it. You have a rush of 10 people like every hour or so. And so you deal with that busy bit and then you clean up and you deal with the other bit. Um, Dog Santa has been a combination of them both. <laughs> so it's been <laughs> constant. And then every hour or so you have a big rush as well. So there's literally no time to stay on top of everything you are literally just fighting fires all day and just trying to get through it um but it's good fun and it goes quickly and fortunately all of the people who are coming there are people who are coming out their way and they're all happy about coming to dog santa so they're all friendly um and it's fine that everyone's very understanding if you're not completely you know we're not a fast food place so everyone's very understanding but it is very full-on
0: it's funny though isn't it because i sort of um I know when you do it and you you're you know you stood behind the bar or in your case sort of the, the cafe cafe and but you're still mm. serving and you're very aware that people are waiting and that they they're you know and that there's a delay because mm. you're so busy. But you're also aware of actually that that everyone's tolerating that and it's fine and yeah. that the customer service site levels are still high even mm. though there's long wait times and stuff. Um, But I think, and and I'm just sort of reflecting on that sort of like, because as a operator, or as a manager, or as the owner, um, if you're in that situation and you're not the one on the floor, particularly, (laughs) that you come in and it you feel you can, you sort of feel the stress of the customer because you're thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, this customer's been waiting a really long time, and on my service standards, are they don't wait this long, and. They've been waiting longer than I'm happy with, so therefore they must be unhappy. Which means we have to get faster. We need to do more. Yeah. We need to do more. We need to do more. And I think that's quite that's a challenge, isn't it?
1: Mm. I think obviously the key to it as a member of staff is just maintaining that communication with the customers and making sure they're you know they know they und- they understand the expectations because obviously things are going to take time because you want to keep sending out things of the right quality and that takes time if you're not you know we're not as I say we're not a fast food place so you want to send out quality they may have to wait a little bit um and obviously every time I'm there communicating it to customers I mean I've probably had one occasion where someone's been slight even slightly grumpy about it but actually they're fine as long as you keep them informed Uh, but it's just obviously as you say even as, as a manager you might feel that you're not meeting those standards but as a member of staff there was a little part of you that's a bit like oh, but I, I, you know you you're there because you enjoy helping people and you want to give them the best possible experience and then obviously if that slows down it's inevitable but it's also you do feel a little bit yeah it, the, 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 there's pressure but as I say but
0: that's the interesting thing, isn't it? That you think that the stress would be because you're so busy. And actually, mm-hmm. I have had times of staff who have just like got totally overwhelmed because it's busy, and you just have to have the, end up having a conversation with them, saying, "Perhaps, perhaps hospitality is not for you." Yeah. But, but I mean, my jobs train when I first started in the industry. My first two jobs were were one in a pub and one in well, the pubs really, but massive, big, mm-hmm. once tourism on the students, and it was just so busy. And um, in both cases, it's just long queues all day long, every single day, constant, constant, Mm. constant. And and, um, one of the first trainings um, I ever had in one of those pubs was um, about uh, greeting customers. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it, and we used to have a, the service standard used to be that someone came to the bar and you greeted them within 10 seconds um, and you served them within two minutes. And yeah, but but you know when you first introduce that, and and ever mm. since ever since then, I've always trained all my staff in exactly the same thing. And you can see yeah. sometimes they look at you and go, "What do you mean? You know, we're six deep at the bar, and how can we greet everybody within ten seconds?" And I go, "Because a greeting is just just eye contact. You yeah. just need to make eye contact with somebody." And the and the thing is that when you see that working, uh, that you do greet everybody as they come to the bar within ten seconds you see how the um how it it, it calms the situation and mm-hmm. everybody therefore is prepared to wait and it's yeah. that whole thing with the customers sort of going okay i've been acknowledged because a lot of that jostling and that frustration's coming from i don't know how long i'm going to be stood here is anybody actually care? does anybody mm-hmm. even care that i'm stood here waiting and am i going to be served in order and the thing is i know in a cafe these days you know it's actually queues isn't it So yeah. actually, those are going to be served in order so at least that bit's taken out of it but you know in when you know and i used to work in the the, the the pub i used to work in was so long there were 15 till points and there were three three people on every single till right Ouch. so it was i know and then we were six deep at the bar it mm. was, Hideous. I mean, no, I'm not hideous. It's so much fun, but yeah, from my point of view. But but the fun for me was the was the making sure that I greeted everyone in, within that ten seconds, and there and then served them within two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you, because you're greeting everybody, you've got in your head the order that you're serving people, and it just makes the job so much more fun and mm-hmm. enjoyable because that becomes a game. But from the point of view of the customer you know they're just totally relaxed because they're going well i know that she knows that i'm the one after that one so Mm. i can just stand in here and be chilled and relaxed and not have to worry about it um and i think that that but this is going back to what i'm saying so when you're on the floor and you're the one doing that you're in control of that Mm. and you know that you're in control of the customers and the expectations of this it's expectations Mm -hmm it because what you're doing is you're setting expectations you're saying i know and so everyone's calm but then if i reflect back then on as as somebody who's actually managing the whole venue Mm -hmm. rather than just the bar that you um you know you wander off you know wander off i'm not wandering off i'm Mm -hmm. doing other things but you're off doing other things then you Mm -hmm. come back you come back to the bar and it's it's you know six deep and, Mm -hmm. and it looks like chaos and 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 you, you have to go. Okay, are these customers okay, or do these cus are these customers now irritated that they're waiting so mm-hmm. long for the drinks, or, or you know what I mean? And so, and you don't know that. So you have to have this element of trust with your staff that they yeah. do know that.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and I think that that's really tricky because otherwise you get into. this well,
1: situation. Yeah, I was going to say. Obviously, you've seen it both sides, so obviously you've got a very clear picture of what it's like as a member a junior member of staff working that and just having to deal with what's in front of you and the experience of someone who's overseeing it and having to worry about everything else i remember when we were doing the market the other day um a member of staff who hadn't had, wasn't working that day was like oh how did it go and i was like and then everyone was like oh it's really busy and blah, blah blah I was like it was great i just dealt with the problem in front of me I was just on the counter saying hello to everybody, dealing with the problem in front of me. And then I was like, oh, but poor up, she has to deal with everything else. <laughs> and, I was like, and it's like, so actually being there and being able to just do what's in front of you. And like you say, acknowledge people as they come in and deal with the problem right in front of you is, you know, it's, it's as long as you're able to stay calm in that situation, it's pretty straightforward. It's just keep going. But if you're trying to oversee everything, And then you come back and you see this queue of people and and the chaos that it looks like um, and you don't necessarily have you know you're not necessarily aware that it is sort of under control and expectations are being managed i mean that's obviously a very different story isn't it it must be a very different
0: yeah but i think that that all comes that comes down to uh, trusting your team Mm. and so it is about having trust and faith in your team that they know what their job is and they know Mm. how to do it but i think then you know going back to being the person in charge actually that trust there's two things one one is just basically you know you just have to let go a little bit and go okay i need to trust my team and we are a team and we can work but when you get these these periods in time when this happens you've also got to know whether or not you've been good enough at training this then Mm. and i know that this is and this is you know, back in the early days of me owning my own place. And, you know, when I first started our first off my first venue, um, only employed three people. Mm-hmm. So being a team and creating that team spirit and everyone knowing what they needed to do and everyone knowing and being trained to a high level was reasonably straightforward and easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to some of my later projects, you know where you've got. You know, I. At, at, you know, at one point, you know, I was employing seventy people across uh, two sites. Mm. Um, you know, and and to know that every single member of staff knows what they're doing and has been trained properly or is in the right stage of being there. You know, when these mm. occasions happen, it, it's much much harder to do, and um, and to and to be able to trust your team to Mm -hmm. get on which is i you know and it's why you put in structures like Mm -hmm. having a manager your assistant manager supervisors because it's about making sure that the knowledge is is and and Mm -hmm. the management of that is going going all the way down to your junior members of staff as opposed to having to do it yourself Mm -hmm. but it was much more comfortable for me when i was running smaller teams Mm
1: -hmm. you know
0: even you know even when you you know even when we had Uh, the restaurant you know the the first one you what we probably we'd had less than 20 20 members of staff Mm. but you'd always be aware that you know where people were with their training and then you'd always make sure that they were assigned to the right place at the right time and that you were using them in the right way um and confident in their abilities or that or Mm. be very aware of where their lack of knowledge was so you could support them um it Mm -hmm. was became very difficult in some of my later venues when um I, actually a particular particularly actually at the gate hangs well which was the last place i was at because mm. with that with that place it the problem i had there was we opened straight after covid and we were busy instantly mm. we had a brand new team no system set up we didn't know anybody, so it was so 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 nobody knew each other. So there was mm. no team, there was nothing there, and um, so they all needed training pretty much from scratch. Even the ones that had been previously trained elsewhere or had experience, yeah. they still needed training the way we were doing things, and we had to create all of that ourselves. The um, the problem that caused, well, the, the difference between that and then how you have did, I did that, you know, way back with the small venue. With the small venue, you had the set culture and it was already there. And then as you expanded and grew, you were just building yeah. on it. So you always had other team members who understood what you were doing and why mm-hmm. you were doing it understood the culture. With The Gate Hangs Well, where we were setting up something brand new, it was starting from scratch with a brand new team. And that's mm-hmm. really quite rare, actually, where you, where you come with absolutely no one else knowing anything except for you and having to train them all. Mm-hmm. That that in itself is not necessarily a problem, but what made it really difficult there was because in those first few days uh, we were so short-staffed, and it was basically we we I, I'd employed basically long very long story, and this is probably time for another episode of, of, of where well, it's gone wrong recruiting, but I'd employed staff, but I would sacked the chef literally the day we opened. <laughs> I just I I know I just knew it wasn't going to work. Mm. And, 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 then, and then my learning was, it's not going to work with this guy. And so I shouldn't be moving him forward at all. I need mm-hmm. to just cut loose and take my chances. Um, and it, it's not that that backfired. It's just that that was um, a difficult decision at that point. But it left me on opening day with no chef. And so I had to, and um, I think I've discussed this before, but I had to go into, I've discussed it a lot. Most people know <laughs> I, had to go, I had to go into the kitchen and be the chef. Actually, we, t- we discussed it last week, didn't we? Um, but but the reflection on that is that the plan had been to open the gate hangs well for me to run front of house and, and kitchen, but from front of house. Yeah. Um, and create the culture, create the team and train everybody what actually happened was because I actually physically had to go into the kitchen and set up the kitchen and run the kitchen Mm. and be the person, you know, for every hour that we were serving food in the kitchen, it meant that I had to leave front of the house to just get on with it, Mm. which meant I left the whole team with only the very basic level of training that I got through, you know, which is the first two weeks of, 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 you know, pre-opening, which meant that therefore when we got hit with being busy, all the things we're saying now, which is trusting your team. Mm -hmm. I I was capable of trusting the team because I really liked them and I knew I'd recruited them well and I knew that Mm -hmm. they knew what they were doing. But I didn't trust them quite because they did because I knew they didn't know how I wanted it done. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't had the opportunity to train them. And training's two things. It's not just telling people what you want and getting them on board it's also then the period after which which is showing them Mm. and demonstrating it and coaching and mentoring and all of those kind of things and with the gate hangs well I just never had the opportunity to do Mm. that um and yeah and so so actually I mean you know in terms of it being a a failure on my part it was but in terms of hospitality in in that the you know it it was very very difficult then to to turn that around because you've Mm. got teams that are sort of and they're doing brilliant they are doing brilliantly but they're not we haven't created what we need to create because Mm. leadership in in me had to go elsewhere and it just creates a whole set of other tensions because then Mm. i'm coming i'm coming out of the kitchen and going what what's going on why is this happening why is this happening and actually people are just doing their best Mm. And I'm not, I'm not being a, I wasn't being a horrible employer. I wasn't, I was a a nice, gentle employer. But on the other hand, you know, my frustration, my stress was, was being, you know, was there Mm. because the circumstances had prevented me from being able to, to train properly and to Mm. be able to instill the culture that I wanted. Mm. Um, But it's, but it's tough because I felt really bad for the, um. you you know because I've got because I've got so much experience you know what I didn't want to do is come in and come in and say to the staff oh why haven't you done that why has that not happened why why are we doing it in that order shouldn't we doing that first why are you doing that why are you not doing that because that's Mm. not fair on people either they're working really really hard yeah doing their best given what they know Mm. Um, and actually the failure is at my end not theirs
1: but um, at the same time, sort of what you're saying, the failures at your end, it's actually it's sort of, you're framing it as a failure, but it was just, it's an, at, at the time, it was completely unavoidable. It was something you couldn't have, you know, it was an unexpected situation that you couldn't have dealt with in a different way.
0: Yeah, I'm just laughing, I'm just laughing at myself in that I, I could have not sacked the chef.
1: You could have, but then, but then that would have created would have, other, other problems, would wouldn't created,
0: it? I would have created a huge set of Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so
1: you know, and I think that's one of the things that is really prevalent in hospitality that there's always going to be some sort of challenge. Um, particularly, do you find sort of post COVID obviously there were recruitment issues and things like that, actually getting the numbers of staff in? Um, but do you have you found that customers are treating places differently post COVID as well? So, sort of like balancing the because obviously, I I know how I am as a customer, but that's as someone who's worked in hospitality. And I know what the customers are like where I work, but that's because it's a very distinct place. And so it's sort of whether the experiences I'm having post-COVID as a customer is something that's sort of happening in other places. Are people more understanding? Are they more patient with your staff? Or are the demands still as high as they ever were?
0: This is I mean, this is really interesting because genuinely, genuinely, because I, I, I actually haven't noticed a particular difference in that in that culturally as a society, we change all the time. Mm. And so I could tell you that over particularly the last decade, customers have changed and and their expectations have changed and how they interact with with venues has changed. So yes, but I don't think it's necessarily to do with COVID. Yeah. I think that I think the thing is about COVID, and and we talk about pre and post COVID. COVID was this gap in our trade, which which would have had you know the continuation of change would have happened through that. So mm. when it when it didn't, yeah. happen, you know, then you notice a change more. Um, I think there's some things that have changed because of COVID, but I think in the main. Society and and our culture and the way we interact was changing anyway. Mm. It just maybe sped up a bit. But but it's interesting. You say you think people, or you've you think people are more basically generous and and patient. Because actually, that isn't, and it's it's not my experience, but no. a lot of feedback that I've had from others in the hospitality industry or people talking about the hospitality industry is that customers are actually less tolerant and and far more demanding than they used to be. Mm. I haven't experienced that at all, no. um, not really. I I think that you know, I think the changes are we're heading in in that direction anyway, in that you know sort of this you know this culture of when you're unhappy you don't complain you go on TripAdvisor and write a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even even though obviously your choice of venue that you went to was the wrong choice for you not that they were doing anything particularly mm. wrong for their typical customer anyway I have a whole thing about mm. that but but to be honest, that's been the last 10, 15 years, you know, that, that, that's that been a slow progression of people's expectations. And I think that also, you know, there's some explanation as to why people are less tolerant when things don't go right in that things are so much more expensive these days, mm. you, know, yeah. you know. Inflation over the last few years has meant that, you know, your, even your cup of coffee has gone up by 50%, mm. you know, and, and certainly going out for a meal now you go out for Sunday lunch now. It's a huge amount of money that you're mm. spending, com- not compared to what you were spending in 2019. Mm. I, I, and I say that as opposed to because because there's been so many factors since mm. 2019 that have meant that 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 prices have increased so so much over mm. that time. Um, and that's not to say that the prices are wrong or unfair. It's to say that actually it's just because it's happened like that it Mm. feels very noticeable and 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 therefore and and also i think covid gave people so many opportunities to change their behaviors and change their Mm. habits that therefore you know these these it just became much more noticeable as to how much people were spending so therefore i think that when people are spending what they perceive to be more money on things Mm. And more of a percentage of their, their disposable income on a Sunday dinner or going out for a drink, mm. then actually they're probably quite right to be demanding the higher standards. And that's probably mm. correct from their point of view. Certainly, I feel like that. I mm. want, I don't mind spending money on stuff, but I want value for money. Mm. I don't want to be I don't want to spend money on something and go, oh, I had fish and chips. That was rubbish. <laughs> but it cost me however much money. Do you know mm. what I mean? I don't mind it being rubbish fish and chips, if as long as it was cheap. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind the the staff not smiling at me, so long as I'm not paying for, yeah. for you know, a huge amount of money. You know, I don't mind queuing, so as long as it's cheap. you know all of those things. But but when you're paying a high amount, you want to have those. There's a set of things that you go, mm. okay, was this was that value for money? Was my experience worthwhile? Um, and yeah, and then and then but then also at the same time as prices going up. Um, the hospitality industry's had to cut back a lot, a lot. You know, quite not everybody, but yeah. know, quite a few have had to make cuts to mm. what was already a difficult job to deliver. Yeah. They're now having to do it on less staff because yeah. staff is is always the highest cost, um, and so they're reducing their staff um, and trying to deliver. The, basically, fundamentally, quite often they can't deliver the same level of standard. Yeah. See. That they were. So, so I think there's a lot more to complain about. Mm. And I think there's a lot more ways that people can complain and feel entitled to complain. So I think that makes sense. But 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 going back to your point that actually you've noticed people being kinder and more generous and thoughtful, I mean that's that's lovely. But I... it, i I don't i don't know i genuinely don't know and i think that that, i think that there's lots of i was
1: gonna say that actually i think perhaps my experience is that they're more understanding not necessarily so that as long as you are delivering the quality and the care and you know you're being kind and friendly and all of that as long as you're managing expectations and what have you i think they seem to be as far as i can tell um more willing to accept that other things might you know your service might be a little bit slower because you can't actually afford to have that extra member of staff or you may not have because I'm obsessed about clearing tables as soon as someone's someone's finished with something it needs to go Um, but people are sort of bringing things back to you and just little things like that that and it's just where as sort of as a manager or a business owner obviously you're juggling the needs of your of your customers um with obviously the well-being of your staff and all those little things and whether there are little bits there that perhaps we just need to accept that with the challenges we're experiencing at the minute that it can't be perfect yeah but and how that is and yeah, sort of how how you manage that, obviously. But I think what you might
0: be describing is not necessarily um, about how customers on in the in in a you know a yeah. big entity are behaving, but how individuals are behaving. Because mm. and I don't think that what you're necessarily describing is anything different to how they always have. I think, mm. and I think this is always a really this is always sort of the additional carry on the top about good customer service because everyone knows that good customer service you know, helps a business in terms of, you know, return customers. And basically yeah. it's your word of mouth marketing that is getting done for you when you get that, when you get customer service, yeah. right. And, and the value of customer, uh, word of mouth marketing is beyond any other type of marketing. It's, it's it, you know, it's number one really for hospitality industry. But I think what you're describing is how humans behave in any case. I mm. think when they are, when they experience kindness from other people, in, and in this case, even when it is customer service in the, for a service that they've paid for, yeah, they they um reward that with kindness in return. Mm. So, this is other thing, isn't it, that's going on there. That you know, if you get if you're in a venue that's getting its customer service right, you're actually always going to get nicer customers, mm-hmm. they just are, yeah. you know, they, they they you know, it's um, I mean, I when I, I had one of, my, one of my venues, I uh and i was pregnant with my first child and i worked right up, i mean i i i didn't take maternity leave but i had the second well i had the time i had the second one i was like oh, right this time i'm taking maternity leave i still did <laughs> and even on my fourth child i still didn't manage to take maternity leave but on my first <laughs> at first i didn't even plan to so i was working right the way up to 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 having him and um serve, serving customers and it was the point when i when Th- this happened and i thought oh, i need to i need to not be working now it's when i was serving a customer took their breakfast out and then said can i get you any sauces or anything like that yeah yeah yeah, great yeah please please would you and i said yeah great i'll go and get them and they said oh no 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 let us <laughs> 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 it's this is great big pregnant woman going to go and get them their, their, their tomato sauce but but you know but actually if you go to um uh, venues that are uh that are delivering very high levels of customer Mm. service, you see that 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 happens all the time, that that the customer actually wants to help the member of staff as well. And I I always say this when you've got a really young member of staff and they're not very confident, that actually, you know, the customers do want to be on – they're on your side. And that actually, you know, as you say, it's managing expectations and being honest with customers and, and having that openness with them. That then, then you're, then you're, then you're no longer working in that environment where this, this, um, where it's you know, th- there's any status between mm. you. You're, yeah. you're now, you know, in a much more. I mean, and this is a, this is the whole thing about about hospitality and even uh, you know, at all, you know, that certainly one of the big cultural changes over the last twenty five years, but longer than that really, but and certainly f- speeding up right now. Is that we're becoming a much more egalitarian mm. society, in that in that we no longer believe in serving, you know, and mm. sort of the downtown Abbey type of thing, you know, we, you know, and it, you go to a Michelin star restaurant or or fine dining, and you do still expect it, but most people know mm. that, that that's a that's a drama. That's yeah, a it's
1: performative.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's not. It's not that these people are less than. No. and it's, and I, and i think it's very rare as a customer that you go anywhere and think like that anymore mm-hmm. and certainly your staff don't don't behave like that nor will mm-hmm. they tolerate being treated like that so i think there's a lot of this is a sort of there's a cultural change within yeah. that as well uh, so i think customers being kinder and nicer i think as i say is 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 part of that wider cultural change mm-hmm. in that they no longer they're they're no longer treating treating hospitality staff as though they are servants (laughs) and um and but 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 equally that that also that there's a natural instinct for human beings to help each other Mm -hmm. anyway and they and you know you, you you know you've been to i mean we all have we've been to somewhere and there's a there's some really young member of staff that you can see that's trying really, really hard, and you just want to go, "Oh, come on, I'll help. <laughs> come on, we can do this together," you know. And it, it, uh, so I think there's a lot of that going on. But I think yeah. as a mate, I think expectations are harder, are mm. higher. Sorry. Yeah. But I think that's why I think, as we sort of go in full circle here, that's why I think customer service becomes even more important. Mm and i think it's challenging in an environment where we've got short, we're short staffed mm-hmm. and we've got staff for a multitude of reasons um but i still think that you know if you if you're training your staff that actually customer service is is about being kind to other yeah. people and there's an understanding there that it is being you, you know you know ex- setting expectations mm. and then exceeding expectations that's what customer service is all yeah. about. And also where the joy of the industry comes for so many people. Mm.
1: Obviously, there is there is an expectation that sort of, as you're saying, like if your staff are putting that out there, they're likely to receive it back as well. Yeah. And I mean, I've been at the cafe for a month and a half, a bit more now, and I'm still going, oh, I'm really new. I can't find anything. Oh, there's so much selection. Oh, God, there's so much choice. I can never find it on the shelf. And everyone's lovely and just find about it. And as long as, as I say, it's, being friendly, managing those expectations, you know, making the customer feel important because they are, and then they return it in kind for the most part. So,
0: yeah, but yeah. the thing is, it's just going back to saying we we're talking about you know working behind a bar. But I was just sort of reflecting, even when you're in a restaurant, you know, mm. this is a whole, it's a whole thing. I mean, there's very few good places that are not explaining to their staff. You know, sometimes the kitchens. Something's gone happening in the kitchen. Whether it's because it's busy or something's gone wrong, or they're short-staffed or whatever, and there's a delay. Or, or mm. you know, I mean, actually, in my case, there's one. Uh, you know, I've dropped, I've dropped a pie on the floor just as I'm serving it. <laughs> it's the longest thing it takes to cook, mm. so it's a twenty-five-minute delay, and it's just like, oh, but, but mistakes happen.
1: Yeah,
0: but the um, but the but I think this is really you know you, you sort of hammer into your staff you need to communicate with, mm-hmm. with the customers so if you tell a customer there is a delay and they and, and you tell them how long it is then normally they're totally fine so long yeah. as you get in there quickly so long as they're not worried about it because actually yeah. what's causing a lot of the stress <laughs> is their worry that I, I do it all the time you go and you go oh, we've been waiting 35 minutes I don't... have they forgotten our order how long yeah. do i and wait before i ask yeah Whereas, if someone comes to you after 25 minutes and says, I'm ever sorry, we're just running a bit slow, it'll be another 15 minutes, you go, mm. Oh, yeah, sure, it's fine, no worries, carry on. I can carry yeah. on my conversation and stop worrying about it. Yeah. And it's managing those expectations. And I think that what you forget is that actually your customers are actually, that there's a lot of anxiety created by them. Mm. You know, as like I said to you, you, know, the most difficult customers in a queue at a bar. Are the ones that don't know how long it's going to be before mm. they get served, and a, a and a feeling like I want to be served in order. You better serve me next. You know, if I'm yeah. next, you know me, don't you? And until they get to the front and they know that you know it's them next, they're they're stressed, mm. and and that that brings out the worst in people. Yeah. But so the best thing you can do, customer service, but most the best thing you can do is communicate.
1: Mm. Really, I was going to say, as a as a customer, that is that is it. I just hadn't really realised it. It's Oh, my God, am I going to have to say something? And then, <laughs> and then, um, um, am I the one being out of order? Am I, are they going to think I'm being rude? I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> you know, and it's all that anxiety. And that's what what makes me feel stressed and uncomfortable, which, yeah, makes, a, makes it for an unpleasant experience. It makes me then perhaps attribute that experience to the staff. But actually, it's just the way things are. And had they just told me, it, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's fine.
0: Good. And, I, and i think that's the other thing i think that, that staff don't necessarily appreciate the sometimes the the high levels of anxiety uh, and social anxiety even mm-hmm. that 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 their customers are experiencing mm-hmm. um you know if you it's very you know it's very easy to just assume that everyone that goes into a pub's quite comfortable <laughs> going to the bar and, and ordering their drink but they're not all they're not no. all some of them are actually really shy people who don't want to speak, and they're scared of it, yeah. and they panic or it causes them high anxiety to do so. It Doesn't mean they don't want to be in the pub and mm. they don't want to the drink. They just want to, it to be made as easy as possible for mm. them. And I think that that's what the you know as staff we, we we're trying to do. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. communications really and and being kind to people, I think, is the, is the key to it.
1: I mean, I know we've mentioned. in one of the earlier weeks about me talking about the transferable skills of hospitality and that communication and that kindness and the sort of empathy you have for your customers are just massively transferable and I was saying that my experience was that that's the foundation for everything I've done in my work since then and and part and it's part of who I am as a person now and it's a great place to start <laughs> yes
0: yeah, so, but, but what hospitality does is it teaches you to be the person that's taking responsibility in that mm. relationship for that yeah. that you are the one that's looking out for the other person mm. in a conversation even yeah. that, that you're saying okay i need to identify you know what 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 makes this this conversation easier for mm. this person yeah. um, and that, that that is a fundamental elements of of customer service you know how do I make this as easy as possible on the other person in this interaction and and that's such an amazing transferable skill whether you're working with customers or whether as you say just working with people yeah and everybody needs to work with people whether it's a member of your team or whether it's you know even your family you know you learn you learn these skills of how you relate to other people and Mm. how you know how you you can influence how other people Mm. are uh, experiencing what's going on yeah. Yeah, Wow, well, there we go. That was that then? Yeah, customer, <laughs> I'll you, I that's not even customer service and that, that's just that's just, just the tip of the iceberg, really, yeah. because yeah, that's that's you know, it's just how how difficult how difficult it is to do what we do in the industry mm. and how complex it can be. But also um just the you know the role of the the changing role of what somebody working in hospitality used to be to what it is mm. now but also how complicated it is for the managers yeah and the people in charge to to be able to to have people understand that i mean some people have a natural instinct mm. for this but yeah. not every not not everybody does mm. no anyway nice to see you thank you lovely so it's christmas next week oh god
1: um, are you ready? Oh, I'm not ready.
0: <laughs> I am actually, yeah. said it's not, first I'm, year ever. <laughs> it's my first year not being an operator for pretty much ever. Yeah. Or I say because I was working in the industry from pretty much from sixteen. Mm. So yeah, so it's the first year yes, yeah, so it's the first year I am already. What we just six days away and I've packed everything I'm going, Oh I haven't done the shopping but I can't do I can't go food shopping until last week, so so yeah nice. i'll just i'll just sit sit and sit and sit and potter for a while watch, watch yeah. a few christmas films go out oh i went to i went out this this weekend i've been in birmingham for the oh, weekend yeah. doing proper christmas full-on mm-hmm. went to I... a concert at the arena went to the christmas uh, christmas market amazing <laughs> uh, what, we didn't go in any of the. They had rides and ice rink mm. there as well, and I didn't go in. And we stood and watched them for a while and said, "These people are crazy. What are you doing?" <laughs> these, you know, had a nice wander around. Went to an amazing um, coffee shop for breakfast. Mm. Went to some great uh, real ale craft mm. uh, bars. Stayed in a hotel. St- stayed up all night listening to the taxis banging their horns outside it was you know fun but the city centres fun
1: it was fun i was gonna say you got to enjoy the hospitality rather than provide it on this occasion for the first christmas ever
0: and it was really really lovely i genuinely really excited walking around Birmingham absolutely packed out mm. every venue with people on the street or and it was lovely everyone's in their sparkly glitter <laughs> you know it was lovely I just love it I love mm. this industry and I yeah. love the opportunities it gives Christmas is a great time for the industry it's really busy and it's really stressful on occasions but also really enjoyable because you know that you're you're in you're having such yeah. so, you're part of people's celebration it's mm. lovely
1: that's gonna say that the the levels of stress are much higher but then so are the rewards so yeah. Yeah. you know
0: yeah anyway lovely well i'll see you after christmas well actually i won't because i so, yeah i'll see you at christmas but we won't be doing yes. one of these
1: no not no <laughs> <Christmas. laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this on christmas day no, no,
0: i will see you christmas day with all the family lovely and we all get together all right cri- yeah lovely okay later. lovely i'll bye. see you later bye